0: Do you find that your lesson inputs last a little bit too long? Do you find your lessons that as you're talking and delivering your input, the students start to fidget and twitch and disengage slightly? Then if so, I've got the perfect video for you because today I'm going to talk about what makes an effective teacher input at the start or in the middle of a lesson. Hello, it's Ben from Waggo Teaching here, I hope you're all well. Today I'm going to be talking about how you can ensure that your teacher inputs at the beginning of lessons or in the middle of lessons are effective. They can be challenging because it is the time when you're probably speaking most as a teacher to the whole of a class or potentially to a large group of children. And if they last too long or they don't engage the children well enough, then they can slow the pace of a lesson down. However, if you do them really, really well, then they can be effective and they can have a really great impact on the learning in the classroom. After all, you are the teacher. You have the information that you want to share with the children. And by leading that small section of a lesson, you can ensure that children really move on with their learning. So today I'm going to break down how to plan for and deliver a really effective teacher input. thing to consider when planning your teacher input is location in primary schools usually there are two options the carpet area or children working at their tables quite often the traditional approach is for children to always start off on the carpet and then move to a table to do practical independent activities however I would challenge you to think about what the purpose of the children being on the carpet is It is a great opportunity for the children to be together and chat and discuss in groups and pairs it's also a great opportunity for you to gather the children together after a break time to really refocus them however i would also advise that some teacher input has a better impact when the children are at their tables for example if the children are going to be working along with you using concrete materials then perhaps it would be better for them to rather than doing it on the carpet they do that on the tables so they can follow it along with you Of course, you can also deliver teacher input outside, in the playground or perhaps in your school hall. But the key thing is, is where is going to be the most effective way of delivering my teacher input and why? Once you've decided that, you can then move on to the idea of what your teacher input is going to look like. The next thing to think about then is purpose. Why are you delivering this input? I would always make sure that you refer back to your lesson objective. What is the one thing that you want the children to achieve by the end of a lesson? And focus your input on that one skill or concept. If you try and focus on too many things, there's a chance that your input will be confusing for the children. The children won't quite understand what you're trying to tell them and you as a teacher will lose focus on what you want the children to achieve. Try and make sure that your input focuses on one or two things maximum. If your lesson consists of more than one concept, consider splitting your input up into two sections. Perhaps have one input focus on one skill, allow the children to go away and practice, and then bring the children back together for the second input to focus on the next key skill or concept. Once you've got your focus, you then need to think about how you're going to engage your children during this input. The danger of inputs at the beginning of lessons is it's all teacher talk. And the misconception really is that this is a point where the teacher talks at the children and the children just listen. In order for teacher inputs to be effective, it's really important that children engage and participate in this part of the lesson. So try the strategy of, of me then you. This can be broken down into really small activities or larger demonstrations. So for example, if I am teaching a new maths concept, I would model a new math strategy answering one question and then I would ask the students in pairs to complete the next activity and then follow that up with the answer and modeling how you would work that out the idea of me then you allows the children to practice alongside you while you model how to approach various questions it also gives the opportunity for children to respond and ask questions and it gives you as a teacher small little chances to check on which children are picking up really quickly and which children perhaps need a little bit more support. That way you can then start to differentiate the lesson by sending off children that have picked up really quickly to go off and start their activities while you can focus on the children that perhaps need a little bit more time. The next top tip for delivering effective teacher inputs is all about listening and watching. And I touched on this in the previous point. If you approach input with me than you, then you are opening up chances for you to watch and listen to the children. As you are delivering the input, ask questions, get the children to discuss in pairs so that you can listen into their understanding. You can then pick up on children that are really getting on board with what you're teaching and really showing some great understanding, whilst you can also identify the children that are picking up on misconceptions. The important thing then is to adapt your input. Try and leave a small space within your input for tackling misconceptions. Once you've listened to the children and you realise that they've got a misconception, you can pull that into your input and tackle that next. It would also be useful in your planning to consider what the common misconceptions are so that you can go to a slide that you've already prepared earlier and tackle the misconception once that has arisen. If you are doing this and adapting your teacher input based on what the children are doing and demonstrating in front of you then your input's going to be more relevant to the children and have a greater impact for their learning. My final top tip for effective teacher input is all about vocabulary during your input this is the time to introduce unfamiliar vocabulary that the children have not experienced yet my advice would be to pick maybe four or five key pieces of vocabulary that perhaps the children have not experienced yet and make sure it is displayed somewhere in front of the children you can either choose to approach and tackle the vocabulary straight away during your input or as you're going through a new concept or idea whenever you're referring back to that piece of vocabulary you're really highlighting that to the children and pointing to it so for the children it's really explicit what the new vocabulary means and how it links to their learning this way when the children go away and the vocabulary is put in front of them they'll already have a great idea of how that key vocabulary links to their learning and you will also start to realise that the children are using that vocabulary themselves Teacher input is a really valuable uh, way of introducing new vocabulary that children haven't already experienced. I hope you found this video really useful in allowing you to plan really effective teachers' input. My advice would be to try and limit teacher input to around about 15 minutes, certainly no longer than 20 minutes, and do not be afraid of splitting input into two sections. There's absolutely no reason why you can't do a 10-minute input of a quick skill and then allow return to practice that and then bring them back again. The longer a children are on the carpet, the more they will want to get up and go and have a go at what you're teaching them. So try to really engage them through that journey and it'll give them plenty of opportunity and time to practice what you have taught them. If you do have any other ideas, then please contact me. I'd be happy to share them in a future video. As I've said before, I hope you found this video really useful. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please visit www.wagolteaching.com for lots of more teaching idea articles. I'm Ben Cooper from Wagol Teaching. Have a really great day.